Welcome everyone back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode. We were going to review Borat 2, but... But I'm um, a lazy bastard. (laughs) Due to scheduling conflicts, uh, we will have to postpone that for next week or whenever Jared feels like watching Borat 2. (laughs) So... Uh, in lieu of that, we uh, we we did a little bit of uh, did a little bit of talking about the quest two. Um, I made some strong points about that. I uh, I gave my overall review in all of its uh, vague, nonsensical glory. Yes, Jared just got a quest two, and um, and it's, I made some points about I made some points about uh, about Facebook as a company that are, are very. Uh, uh, th- those takes are very hot, so be careful with them. Uh, you might want to set them out to cool. They're like pizza rolls or pizza bagels. Yeah. If you're from the 90s. Yeah. Because everyone knows um, only 90s kids ate tiny bagels covered in cheese. We also talked a little bit about Joe Rogan, said a lot of stuff about that. So statistically, you probably disagreed with something in it. So you can, you can yell at us on social media and then... Uh, we will address each and every one of your comments in next week's episode. So make sure you uh, make sure you listen to next week's episode, or at least download it. Either one is good for analytics. And finally, we uh, we covered the life, very short operation, and death of Quibi. Yes. So it's a, we got a great show for you. Stick around because there's uh, there's a surprise at the end. Yes. Surprise is that there is no surprise. The surprise is the image of me naked with butter on every inch of my body. I think that counts as a war crime, so I don't think we're going to do that. It's now inside your heads, gestating. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on with the podcast. Let's go. All right, so, Jared, you just got your Quest 2. You got it in the mail, what, a week ago now? Uh, maybe less than a week ago, I think. I don't know. Time doesn't exist for me anymore. So, <laughs> so you've been playing around with it for a little bit. We played some VR chat and rec room together. Um, so I'm curious what your first impressions are overall of that the headset. But I like it. I th- I think it's a fun thing to do and stuff, and like it's enjoyable, like actually playing games and like moving around in them and stuff. Because it's like a, a whole new dimension that you just never get to do in most games. However, uh, even though I like it, that's not to say that it isn't without its downsides. Yeah. For uh, example, there's I don't know if it's just a problem with my quest, too, or if anyone else has a problem with that. But some of the inputs just don't really work well for it. Like, uh, I noticed that the other day when I was playing VR chat with Ian, uh, our friend Ian, for anyone who Shout out to doesn't Ian. know the context. Yeah. But, uh, no, I was playing the game with Ian, and uh, I noticed that one of my hands just wasn't working properly, and because of it, certain things that, could, that he could do with the skins that I have, uh, I couldn't do. And shit like that. And like, keep oh. in mind, Ian is on Quest 1. Yeah, he's on the old model, but I'm on the newer one, and I'm having problems with inputs and things like that. And then uh, a big problem that we've noticed is, for some reason, uh, I don't know if Facebook slash Oculus knows what a party chat is, 
but I feel like they forgot what it was during Oculus 2's development because whenever I start to game with people and I'm in a party chat, uh, the party chat is disabled for me. I can hear people in the party, but they can't hear me at all. So it just results in this like this mess. <laughs> yeah, and it's got to be a bug with it, it, it. I mean, it could be a bug with just your headset, but it it's got to be either your headset or just Quest Two in general because Ian and I have not had that issue on our quests, and we're we're both on the the first one. It's not that big of a problem for me, but it's starting to get to the point where it's just so annoying. I'm thinking about just like trading mine for uh, Ryan's. <laughs> He's like, hey, yours works. Here. You can have this one. It's nice. It's a shame, too, though, because it's it's such a nice thing. Like, it's lightweight. It works. I have just the normal strap, and I've been... It's been fine for me. I don't know what everyone else's problem was with it, but mine works fine. It gets the job done. But, like, it's just... The head... The, the microphone doesn't work right, and the controllers are a bit funky. Like, everything else has been working right, though. But then there's, like, problems with, like, the things you have to connect to it. Because uh, on Facebook, my name isn't Jared. It's uh, Jerry Mafoofs, which is my nickname that it's everyone calls me. Yeah. And apparently, because that's not my full legal name, Facebook will just ban me. They haven't done it yet, but I think they will at some point. They definitely uh, could. Their guidelines um, technically say that you're... you're um in order for your Facebook account to be um, legitimate is that it has to be your full legal name, which mine isn't even my full legal name. Yeah. Like my, my legal name isn't Alex. It's Alexander spoiler alert for my memoirs. But yeah. So like, could my account be shut down? I don't know. Yeah. And then apparently it's all. And, and also to if, your if you, if you fake so your birthday, if you fake your birthday, that's also grounds for um for termination on your account. And I, I don't think mine's fake on, on my account. I think I have my birthday right. Yeah, I know mine is correct because I was one of the losers that waited until they were actually 13 to make their account. But growing up, I knew <laughs> people in like third, fourth, fifth grade that had Facebook accounts. So, you know, to this day, they probably have their birthday set to like 1995 or something. Yeah. But, like, another problem, though, that I have, though, is that uh, on Facebook, though, I have two, technically, because I had one of them get hacked and I haven't been able to disable it. I don't know if Facebook automatically deleted the duplicate one, but... Yeah, a, dupli a duplicate account? Yeah. Because, technically, if you were to Google search my name, not Google search, but Facebook search my name, I'm sure you'd find uh, the second Jerry Mafoofs, the first one, technically. Yeah. Yeah, you're also not supposed to have two accounts, so... Yeah, um, Facebook is definitely, um, they're very, I don't know if strict is the right word, but yeah, they're very particular um, about what's allowed on, on, on accounts. And so people are running into issues where their account isn't quite up to the standards that Facebook sets. So yeah. they're just getting their entire Oculus libraries wiped out. Yeah, it's that's just bullshit. Yeah, and um, you mentioned earlier that you still have the stock regular strap. Yeah. Um, which for you is fine. Um, but a lot of people find it uncomfortable, so they they bought 
the elite strap or the the elite strap with the battery pack attached. Um, by all accounts, those two straps are very comfortable. I haven't personally tried it yet. Um, I, I haven't I haven't had any hands on uh, contact with the Quest Two yet. Um, but I've heard that the elite strap is very comfortable. Only issue is that a lot of people are having them crack. So like the plastic going around like I think like by the side of your head is cracking. Yeah. And so like just scrolling through um scrolling through Reddit on like the the Oculus Quest community there's all kinds of um there's all kinds of posts about how people's elite straps are cracking. Like I'm looking right now and it says, um, this one post says, despite my best efforts to preserve it, my elite strap has multiple cracks after about a week of use. And there's two photos where you can see that it's starting to crack. And yeah. knowing, knowing how Oculus operates these days, it's going to be months until there's any kind of solution to it. Yay. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Yeah, but there is there is some hope actually because um there's this new headset that's been sort of making the rounds on online uh VR news. The the Decagear headset is a uh, it's a new headset from I don't know if Decagear is like the brand name. Um I don't know who's I don't know who is uh releasing it three weeks ago seemingly without any anyone noticing self-described serial entrepreneur or kunstman announced uh okay so it's some entrepreneur that announced this headset it's uh i guess it's a competitor with the quest 2 in terms of price but it's a uh it's a competitor with the uh, the the reverb G two in terms of uh, of specs. So, quick rundown of the the Deca Gear headset. It has a resolution of twenty one sixty by twenty one sixty per eye at ninety hertz, which I believe is the same as the HP Reverb G two. It has uh, mouth tracking and face tracking, so it has cameras that are actually inside of the headset that uh, basically monitor all of your minute movements uh which i'm sure will not be used for anything nefarious down the line um it has controllers that sort of look like a uh a cross between the, the oculus touch controllers and the valve index knuckles controllers and it reportedly has individual finger tracking like the index controllers um and the price is 450 dollars it sounds nice and all, but like uh, I was like I was telling you before, like the big problem I have with it though is it's like it doesn't seem like it's like the the Oculus where it's wireless and it's, its own separate console. It just seems yeah, like it's, it's it's a Steam VR headset, so you will need a PC to uh to 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 drive it. Yeah, and that's nice and all, but like the problem that I have though is like what about people like me, people who don't have a PC but have like the Quest and stuff. Like, we're stuck with the Facebook overlords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it's someone's like I, jailbreaking the quest, but. Yeah, I've been hearing about that too. Um, 
hopefully hopefully they have luck with it and hopefully people will be able to keep their oculus libraries because there's a lot of good oculus exclusives so at um, this point i'm just not buying a fucking oculus game i'm just gonna keep it for the two free games i have and that one game i did buy but it was like ten dollars so what game did you buy like onward the uh oh fps one you got it for ten dollars i thought it was like 20 it might have been 20 I, i'm trying to remember all I know is that it's it was cheaper than most AAA games, and it was basically the same, but also kind of better. Yeah, and I I believe Vader Immortal is also an Oculus exclusive. So yeah, yeah, it's a shame that it's a shame that Facebook is has such a a death grip on this portion of the VR gaming industry. Like it wouldn't be so bad if they just did it like every other video game company does and just lets people make their accounts how they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like I was saying before the last uh, VR themed episode we did that there needs to be more competition in the, the VR market in general, which is it. So it's good to see the deck of gear, but there needs to be more competition specifically in the standalone market. Yeah. Because it is, it has never been a good thing to have one company with, um, with this much power over a market, and yeah, it, like, it certainly is not good to have Facebook or Daddy Zuck in charge of everyone's headsets. Theoretically, what they could do is just like uh, copyright the concept of a uh, of a uh, wireless headset, maybe. I don't know. I I don't know. They if can like, certainly laws they can certainly still there, but they can certainly patent um their specific hardware. But I don't think they can get a patent on just having a wireless headset in general. Yeah. Besides, if 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 that was gonna happen, it 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 would go to uh, HTC because they had a wireless adapter for the for the Vive years ago. Yeah. So I don't think, luckily, I don't think Facebook has any authority to to own the concept of a wireless headset. We hope. <laughs> we hope. They'll probably buy uh, Oculus just so they can do that. Now, the larger point that I wanted to make about, um, about the Quest 2 is that it was never actually about gaming. I mean, that's what it feels like with how everything's set up. It feels like anytime you try to do something that involves like actual playing a game, it just messes with all the other stuff. Like the the fucking party chat thing. It's like, what, they expect me to just sit there and talk to someone? Yeah. Um, it's like I was saying um on our episode covering Facebook Connect. I think it was our I think that was our, our Bill and Ted review actually, where I talked about facebook connect i think so no that was that was before facebook connect so the the episode after that anyway i was talking about how everyone was focused on the quest 2 announcement and all the the new games and stuff which which was nice they announced a lot of cool things at facebook connect involving gaming but remember what i said about project aria yeah Remember all the stuff that I said about how like 
it's a huge privacy issue that they can just map out your house. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. I don't want fucking Google or Facebook knowing my exact layout. Now, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but if they wanted to lay the groundwork for Project Aria, you know, mapping everything out and having all of the information and, you know, basically being in charge of how you perceive the world, I guess, in a sense. Um, I don't know, but if they wanted to lay the groundwork for basically their version of Skynet, how would they do it? Probably use the VR headset first to get the recordings of like certain rooms and the parameters in them. They would exactly, they would sell a headset that has cameras on it that can, that can track, um, if it, 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 it's it's smart enough that it can track your hands and and it can tell, you know, where things are in a room. It, it seems like they could use that if they wanted to as the groundwork for for Project Aria's concept of like mapping everything out, knowing where you keep all your stuff. Um, yeah, pardon me. I mean, I don't. Of course, I don't know what they would use that information for. I don't know how exactly it would be useful for them. I mean, just off the top of my head, I sell to fucking, uh, ad company so they can figure out what next to, uh, to send you. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, I I just thought of like, it would be useful for, for ad companies. Like you just said, um, if they know that, uh, with all of our information before they've sold it to ad companies. Yeah. Not only do they know everything that you've searched for online, and then they, they can use that to market to you. But they can tell, like, okay, so this person has a treadmill um, in, their, in their living room, bedroom, whatever. And so maybe we can use this information to market, um, you know, sport, sports equipment, dietary supplements, exercise gear. Uh, we, could, we can market this stuff to them. And you know what? If they're really smart, they can see that there's uh, there's clothes hanging up on hangers on the treadmill, so they can use that to market like Cheetos to you. Yeah. <laughs> like I so, don't yeah, know. like, and and how being... how would they how would they ensure that this headset that this this uh basically visual wiretap? How would they ensure that it would get out to as many people as possible? They would make it $100 cheaper than the previous generation of visual wiretap. And they would make, they would make the specs a lot, uh, a lot better. And it would seem like such a steal because it doesn't immediately seem to most people like this is just a, a way for Facebook to get into everyone's homes. Yeah. Oh, what a time to be alive. That's why you should buy the visual wiretap from from the uh, from the other company by valve's visual wiretap now how long do you think it'll be before facebook or some other ad company buys up valve fuck off phone i need to turn on do not disturb i keep forgetting to turn on do not disturb there there 
I don't think Valve is ever going to be in a position where they're they need to sell their themselves to someone. Like they're they're already a pretty decent company that already is buying other companies. So you know, yeah, Valve is definitely one of the giants. Yeah, it's like when you're playing Agario or Agar.io, however you say it. Yeah. Um, uh, they're they're like one of the the big the big bubbles with like the Soviet flag on them, <laughs> just swallowing yeah. up all the. Oh, is that HTC? Yoink! Yeah. But I mean, shit, they might be the if, biggest. If one of these companies wanted to acquire them or have some level of control over them, I mean, I'm still in conspiracy theorist mode, so that's where this is coming from, but. Yeah, you know, who's to say that they couldn't find some dirt on Gabe Newell and just oh, kind of blackmail uh... him into into giving handing over Daddy Zuck some some uh some some control or or a stream of personal information from everyone. Ah uh, no, man, we live in we live, we in, live in a society. Times. Yeah, <laughs> we are certainly living in some times. This the, we currently right here, right now. This is a society. So, uh, moving on to our next topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about Joe Rogan. Um, he has been the most popular podcaster uh, for like ten years now. He oh, is a God, very successful yeah. comedian with a a number of Netflix specials. And shit, um, does he actually have a Netflix special? He has multiple Netflix specials. Oh my god, I never noticed that. Well, anyway, his podcast um covers pretty much the entire political spectrum from um you know from uh, normal from working like, people to those who want to hunt the poor for sport. Yeah, you know, it, it ranges from like you know, mildly like, <laughs> so like social democrats like you know Kyle Kalinsky, Crystal Ball, um, Crystal. you know Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore is probably the the most left his uh, his guests have gotten. That is coming from someone that doesn't watch Joe Rogan religiously, so um, I might be missing someone. But yeah, it ranges from that to like you know actual Nazis. <laughs> And his show has um has faced a lot of criticism for that for basically um platforming and um ushering in the alt right. He's he's had um he's had like Dave Rubin on, um Ben Shapiro, who while they don't call themselves white nationalists or racists or white supremacists, whatever word you want to use, they, they certainly they yeah they use coded language they um they say like well you know of course i don't agree with white nationalists but like and then they go on to like defend white um, nationalists white nationalists yeah and they um they of course like they attempt to delegitimize any kind of opposition to white nationalists um because like ben shapiro for example will say like well you know of course of course, let's 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 just say hypothetically that systemic racism existed. 
then that would mean that there are explicit laws that are worded to say that black people aren't equal. And that just simply isn't the case. Your Ben Shapiro impression is just... It's too good, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I start hearing it, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fucking punch him. And it's like, oh, no, wait, that's Alex. That's not Ben Shapiro. (laughs) That being said, I fucking hate Ben Shapiro's voice. Every time I hear it, it's like... It's got that... It's that level of uh, like snarky, I'm better than you attitude, but at the same time, most of what he says is complete inane bullshit. Yeah. He so anyway, what I was getting at is that he oh, yeah, sorry. he um he tries to debunk systemic racism. This is just one example of how he's terrible for um for the political uh, discourse. But um, Ben Shapiro, when he talks about systemic racism, he says that um. If systemic racism was real, which it is, it by is. the way, yeah, he thinks that the definition of it is that, like, um, you know, like, like pre, um, pre civil rights era, like explicit, um, explicit wording of laws to be like black people and white people cannot use the same uh, drinking fountain. He thinks that that is what systemic racism is, as opposed to like you know, like like redlining and, um, you know, Im- implicit biases in like employment, for example. He acts like it's not real because we don't have any specific laws that say that black people aren't allowed the same economic opportunities as white people. Yeah, and he has on like Dave Rubin, who um. Well, he is himself gay, which you'd think would make him kind of distance himself from the alt-right, which is notoriously, you know, homophobic. Um, Yeah. He is instead a mouthpiece for the alt-right. He's he's basically like the Candace Owens um, of of gay men. Candace Owens? So Candace Owens is... Like the Dave Rubin for black people. Ah, okay. So I, I've seen him before now. I, I just didn't know what his name was. So you don't know who she is? Oh, I'm thinking of someone else then. Um, Candace Owens. It's worth explaining. Candace Owens is a... Uh, she's a, a, a an African-American female political pundit slash like author. Um, she does a lot of um, like conservative okay. um, commentary like on Fox News now. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the Fox News reporter. Um, I don't know if she's a Fox News reporter specifically. I know she does go on Fox News a lot, but I, I think she's primarily like an author. Um, yeah, she's on there enough way. for me to think that she works for them. <laughs> yeah. Either way, she's like their token black person that is allowed to say like, oh, black people are just so, so lazy. And that's why they don't get the, that's why there's a, a, a wealth gap between, you know, um, white people and, and, and black people. Like if a white man How went much on and they said pay that, then he would, that. then he would get run out, run out of town. And then she goes on and says it. And it's like, well, you know, she can't be racist. She can't possibly yeah. be racist because <laughs> look, look at her. She's black. Oh my god! I mean, that's that's basically the mindset behind it, though. Anyway, going back to Joe Rogan, he has these people on his show, and um, 
I just want to go through this point by point. I have uh, some notes that I wrote down. First point that I wrote down is don't platform Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a very hyperbolic way of, of saying that the, my nuanced take of like, you shouldn't use your vast audience to promote ideas that are just harmful to society. Yeah. I'd, I'd go a step further and just say, don't use your platform to promote ideas that y- even yourself you don't believe in. Like, like if if you don't think believe in something, don't fucking invite the the spokesperson of it on, because like that's just that's just gonna be a dumpster fire, and then you're gonna wind up with Joe Rogan. Joe, I be- yeah. I agree with everyone that's on my podcast, Rogan. Yeah, and this is another point that I wrote down. If you're if you are going to be platforming everybody which is what he does um well sort of he doesn't platform everybody he platforms his alt-right friends and some left-wing youtube commentators that everyone pressures him to have on the show um but yeah if you're going to be having on all these people that represent the all all kinds of um points on the political spectrum ranging from left wing to wrong, then (laughs) you should at least be knowledgeable enough to push back on what they're saying. Yeah. Cause I've seen so many clips of Dave Rubin or Ben Shapiro or, you know, whoever else like, uh, Jordan Peterson, he's been on, um, a couple times, I think where these people just go on about how, like, you know, the, the left is really bad because they uh they do identity politics and and when when they do it they say that uh that that transgender people are all are all victims and 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 everything and and you know the the right also the right also does identity politics i to a degree i would say but you know it it, it, it it's hardly to the degree that the left does it it's it's a, a very small why, sliver why of the right that, that does identity thing, politics. Though? Yeah, it depends on what your <laughs> definition is of identity politics. Like, uh, I assume identity politics is just like letting people change their gender. Yeah. Um. I've. I don't oh, know if I've done God? it on the show specifically, but I have just in general. I've talked about how identity politics is bad. But when I say identity politics, I'm talking about people that are, let's just say, running for office. And oh, they yeah. say, like, I'm I'm, I'm going to be the first blank in office. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're, okay, they're trying yeah but to, what do you believe in? Are you going to liquefy homeless people or are you going to, like, try to make the world a better place? I don't care if you're the exactly. first fucking... I don't care if we have the first fucking solid gold midget in the fucking office. If that guy is promoting death to everyone that isn't a solid gold midget, don't vote him in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about when I say identity we don't need politics. To, when, we're not a, a paper company in New York. We don't need to check off the minority lists as we hire them in. Yeah, yeah what, I, <laughs> what I refer to is just filling in boxes. Yeah. For... for, for things that you are um but when dave rubin talks about identity politics like he did in the the the, the clip that i was referencing a minute ago he is talking about like um i guess letting 
trans people be who they are. You know, giving trans people basic human rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like that's his idea of the the bad side of uh of identity politics. Yeah, like like protections for trans people, like making it uh, like like adding like legal penalties if you if you target and harass and you know attack uh, physically attack transgender people. Or, you know, even, like, harass online. If you harass a trans person online, um, some people say, like, you know, there there should be consequences for that, which, you know, is, is true. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to target trans people in the same way that you shouldn't be allowed to target black people. Um, but Dave Rubin would refer to that as identity politics. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he wants to hunt the poor for sport. Yeah. Like Black Lives Matter, according to Dave Rubin, would be identity politics when it's uh, when it's clearly um, it has nothing just, to do with identity, though. Yeah, I mean, it. I guess it does in the sense that like these people with a specific racial identity, you know, being um, African American, are trying to they're trying not to get combat. shot all the yeah, time. They're, <laughs> they're trying to combat police brutality and. Um, people on the right will be like, well, you know, white people get shot by the police too. It's like, well, that's not what this is about. Like, well, okay, then you should be, you know, going in the street too. There's obviously a problem here. Yeah. <laughs> I hardly see anyone respond with that, that point. Like, okay, yeah, police do get shot by the, or, or white people do also get shot by the police too. Definitely not as much, but if you're upset about that, yeah, join the protests. Police shouldn't be randomly shooting people. Yeah. It's like if, but yeah. I um, don't understand. Like, are they just okay with the police just shooting people as long as the black people die too? Is that what they're trying to I get at? Guess. I guess, apparently. But. What the fuck? Anyway, yeah. Um, That's all background to my point that. You know, if Joe Rogan wants to talk to these people and he wants to have uh, finger quotes debate with them about these issues, he should be knowledgeable enough to push back and say, like, no, um, uh, African-Americans are targeted more by the police. So they should uh, they should get um, more protection. Disproportionate force against them should should be met with disproportionate protection for them. It's simple math. Yeah. But he is such like he's such uh, an ape. He doesn't. He just doesn't have these points like in his in his uh, in his memory banks. I guess it's like we his were talking banks about are dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we were saying before how he only knows as much as his last guest. Yeah, and then like he just resets afterwards. Like bruh, 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 bruh. I am yeah. a new. I have new alignments. Yeah. It is time to do which person are we doing again? Ah, the other side of the rainbow. Now, I did also want to touch on this point. Whenever it, whenever it's brought up that maybe Joe Rogan shouldn't have certain people on his show or, you know, let's just say someone's going to do a talk at a college campus and a bunch of students protest um saying that they don't want this person speaking at their school. Um, 
people will refer to that as like censorship or like silencing these people. Yeah, but it, it depends on what they're saying, in my opinion. Like if the guy is, uh, if it's just like someone trying to to talk about, if they're going to have a civilized discussion about like what we should do about the tax problem in the United States. Okay, that's one thing. But if they're going to well, talk about like whether or not we should con- conversation. Yeah, a conversation between uh, Joe Rogan and Dave Rubin can be civil, but neither one of them are gonna know what they're talking about. Yeah, but uh, no. What I mean though is like, if it depends on the context of like what the discussion is. If it's like something about like dealing with the economics of our country and stuff like that, yeah, they should talk. If it uh, if the debate though is whether or not we should hunt trans people for sport, you know, maybe those college kids have a point. <laughs> yeah. That's and not a, just, that's not the reaction a sane person should have. Yeah, and in my opinion, um this person does is, something in my religion that I think is wrong. Let's kill a, them. <laughs> there is a clear difference between censorship and just vetting your guests. Yeah. Like there's you know, like if if you're saying some like out their ideas and the government doesn't want you saying those things so they they uh threaten coerce force whatever they they make you stop saying that thing that's censorship yeah um if you want to go on a talk show and and spout these ideas and they decide that they don't want to have you on that's not censorship that's just them choosing who they want to have on their show yeah now, am I being censored because I'm not saying this on Joe Rogan's podcast? No. No, Alex, you are being censored. We yet. have to go and assassinate Joe Rogan. Quick, my dear listeners, rise up. We just up. don't have the listener base yet. All right, we got to we gotta grow our audience by like 10,000 times, and then we'll probably, be, we'll probably be big enough to be on his radar. Be big enough. We just got to expand. Like we were saying earlier with Agario or Agar.io. We have to become one of the large masses. Yes. <laughs> like not too big to where like Microsoft or like Valve would buy us, but like big enough to where Joe Rogan will notice us. Like, hey, they seem like a little nice little morsel, but they're almost my size though. Let's talk. But then of course. Uh, we have to be careful because if he gets bigger than us, he will devour us on his show. It'll just like lunge over the table. Did my thing die again? No, no, I okay. just, I was just uh, eating something. Was it Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I could ever do what he does just because like so many things piss me off nowadays. It's like I'd probably get into like a, a, a screaming match with someone. <laughs> hey, that's good for views. It's good for views, but at the same time, it's not good for my health. Now, you know, I just got to say, like, we're saying a lot of a lot of um, big ideas on this show. Okay, we're we're uh, we're setting up our our booth in the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, and I just got to say, we are being heavily censored because CNN won't allow us on to talk about these issues. Yeah, why aren't we being invited to CNN CNN are, interviews? Where are you, CNN? Your censorship. Censored. We have to go. On, we have to go riot in the streets at CNN headquarters. Where do they? Where is CNN station? New York. 
Probably. Let's go there. Let's go to New York and let's get a form a human circle around CNN. Force them to interview us. <laughs> we just wanted CNN, to be on CNN. Interview us or else you're big gay. Yeah. Get wrecked. Scrub. Do 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 do. Now, I just uh, want to make this one last point in the uh, the Joe Rogan section. Yeah. So uh, I was touching on this earlier, but we got to stop pretending that Ben Shapiro and people like him are smart and have good ideas. Just because you talk fast doesn't make you smart. My parents have been telling me that since I was born. Yeah. Like, whenever someone... Uh, pushes back on Joe Rogan and you know whenever someone is like why do you have why do you have these people on your show like why do you have Ben Shapiro on um, like Duncan Trussell was uh, talking about this when he was on Joe Rogan he was like why do you have that guy on he's so silly he's he's such a uh, he's a doofus yeah. and Joe Rogan always says like well you know he's a smart guy and he he's really nice he's really nice to me well yeah Joe you're white yeah it's like what happened with Ellen. It's like, well, Ellen is nice to me personally, so I can't see how she would possibly be problematic around anyone else. Yeah. Well, Ben Shapiro is nice to me. I can't imagine how he would be, you know, problematic for any other um, minority groups. <laughs> you know, and he says that um, hip-hop isn't music and... and um, and the inner city culture is lazy. You know, I can't imagine how that would be problematic for anyone else because he's nice to me, a white man personally. A white, balding, middle-aged man. Ben Shapiro's yeah. perfect demographic. Joe Rogan, I know that he has a sense of right and wrong. I know that he's uh, uh, a pretty liberal guy, I would, I would say, from, from, what I've, from what I've seen of him. But he looks like a skinhead. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a fucking armband underneath his shirt. Yeah, I mean, I know that he's not like a Nazi or anything. I just want to say that. And I know that. <laughs> Imagine I know Joe that Rogan appearances. Yeah, appearances are deceiving, and you shouldn't judge someone based on them. However, I'm just saying, if Joe Rogan at some point during a video pulled off his shirt and revealed a giant swastika tattoo to his chest, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying that. It's no wonder these people like him so much. <laughs> They're like, oh, he looks just like me. He looks like someone you could casually drop the N-word around. And when you're also white. Yeah. He looks like someone that would casually drop the N-word when you're around. All right, so do you want to move on to our last topic for the show? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, oh my God, pardon me. A few episodes ago, we did... Um, we we uh, we we talked about Quibi, which Quibi. was a, uh, a a streaming app that was um, that came out during the pandemic, uh, right at the start. It was originally only on mobile devices. Then they made a TV app. Um, I'm not well, it was doing pretty good recently. Yeah. No. 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 I'm thinking of something no. Else again. So they did a free month, a, a free three month trial, and at the end of that, they only actually retained about seven percent of their audience, from what I remember. You're shitting me. It's completely true. I could not make this up. 
they retain um, definitely under 10% of the audience, if not 7%. Basically, no one wanted to actually pay for it. It was founded by Jeffrey Katzenberg, and the CEO is Meg Whitman. They invested uh, nearly $2 billion into the in, into the startup, and they got, um, according to this article, uh, they got two Emmy wins. Uh, they had Lawrence Fishburne um, for uh, the series uh, Free, Ray Sean. They got a lot of A-list actors uh, to do shows for them. Uh, they had Reno 911 on, on Quibi. I think they did like a reboot of it or something. I never watched it cause I never, never used it, but yeah. Um, Jared, are you aware of the recent developments with Quibi? I'm not sure. What are the recent developments? Well, it is shutting down actually. Oh, well fuck. <laughs> I guess yeah. it isn't doing too well. <laughs> It's uh, it's shutting down after barely six months of operation. That is, I'm just gonna let that sit in. I don't know who sped run death faster, them or Blockbuster. Blockbuster was dominating the movie rental industry for years, so I don't think it's fair to compare the two. Now they did die quickly because they refused to um, they refused to change with the times, but I mean. Quibi was never up to date to begin with. True. The app itself was, it seemed like it was trying to combine the best parts of YouTube and Netflix, but really it just ended up being worse than the two. Like it took the, uh, the production quality of like a Netflix original and the, uh, the, the, the short form content of YouTube and I guess the portability of YouTube also, because um, if you're out on like if you're on the subway or if you're and you're you know if you're if you're out and you're not doing anything for a few minutes, you're probably more likely to open YouTube and watch a, a shorter video than you are to watch a show on Netflix. Uh, that's kind of what they were going for, but yeah, apparently no one wants to watch a TV show that has ten minute episodes. No, I'm not surprised it's dying out if it's like that fucking shit. But at the same time, though, it's like, I don't know, it is kind of upsetting. Yeah, I mean, it was something different, you know. and I guess it is it is good to have something different in the market, but... Yeah, absolutely, especially they had, like... They, the they market... had to have done better. Yeah. No, this is just... This is sad. This is just really fucking sad. Yeah, and... I still think it was definitely a front for something. So, listeners, if you didn't listen to our episode that we uh, where we talked about Quibi, um, I said in that episode that it's got to be like a front for something because, like, it, it's got to it's got to be like money laundering or or something because who puts one point eight billion dollars into a into a startup that just on paper doesn't work yeah or at least like who puts that much money into something that you know you don't know for sure is going to work and this is coming from the ceo the former ceo of disney so it, it it's a guy that's been around the industry he knows what he's doing he's just like you know what guys i have an idea let's just shoot ourselves in the collective foot yeah exactly so i mean i I don't know what 
it could be a front four, but it, there's no way it's a, a legitimate business. Yeah. How sad is it, though? How sad is it, though, that the only logical explanation for Quibi's existence is some crime? Yeah. It's definitely uh, quite sad and pathetic. I, it's sad to see a company get shit on, though, but, you know, they probably... Really, I'd love to see it. You, you love to see it? I love to see it. Nah. I will admit it is funny, though. <laughs> Gonna have happened to a, a weirder streaming service. Yeah. And this is only like a couple months after they um they added uh TV support for the app too. They just added TV support? Yeah, so like I said before, it was mobile only, and then they added Chromecast support very recently. And I I'm sure they have like apps for different smart streaming devices. Yeah. Just going through their their list of shows, they have um they have a show with Anna Kendrick called Dummy. I haven't seen it, but from the poster, it looks like your average typical girl makes friends with a sex doll. Um, I've seen it. Okay, I've seen the, the commercials you're talking about. I haven't seen the actual movie, but I know exactly what you're talking about. That really? What is it? Horrifying. It's I, I haven't seen it, but it's uh it's a show where she makes friends with her boyfriend's sex doll. That's like a radical feminist. Okay, so I was right. Yeah. And wow. it's just, I don't know who was doing LSD at the time, but it definitely sounds like something that was born out of that kind of a, uh, you know, one of those kind of parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. they also did. Um, That's one of their originals? Yeah. Fucking hell. They also did a uh, an adaptation of The Most Dangerous Game. Which was split into ten minute episodes, of course, but what I believe f- it was roughly the length of a movie. And what they I'm had trying to figure out is, they had is, Liam Hemsworth in the starring role. What is the point of having a fucking a movie adaptation of a, a story that only like six people now have heard of, myself included? Ow, fuck! I dropped some shit. And then, of course, they uh, they brought Reno nine one one onto the platform in ten minute um, increments, probably. Oh, they got the Chrissy Teigen Court show. Um, they got that show with Lawrence Fishburne. Hashtag free Rayshon. Free Rayshon. Yeah. They got uh, Punked on the platform. Punked? So, you know, Punked, yeah. That show with Ashton Kutcher where he, like, pranks people. Oh, yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. You know, gaslighting, but fun. <laughs> Not wrong. But yeah, it, Quibi almost seems like, um, I believe there was that, that movie that you were talking about. Uh, you told me about it a, a while ago. It's a movie with, um, what's his name? Um, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor uh, was in this movie where like he, he inherits a bunch of money and he has to spend it or else he loses it. So oh, he runs for uh, office. The one where it's I forget the name of it, but uh he the entire time he's running for office is like, ah, oh, vote none of the above. Don't vote for me or the other guy. Fuck it. And at the end of the movie, like there's also like he's trying to keep his girlfriend and shit who works at a fake McDonald's. Because it's one of those yeah. movies where like there's uh 
there's companies and stuff that have the same logos and have similar logos and branding to real life companies, but they don't have the rights to them. So they're just like, oh, it's McDonald's, Michelangelo's, <laughs> you know, the burger place that everyone goes to, you know, like Taco King and Burger Bell. You go there to buy a, a half weight. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I'm looking through his uh, movies that he's been in to see if I can find the title. Yeah, do it. Yep, the name of it is Brewster's Millions. All right. Oh, it has John Candy in it. Ooh, I hope he's yeah. sweet. The joke is his last name is Candy. Thank you. That's Jerry Orbach from the famous John Mulaney bit about how he donated his eyes to science or something. He donated his eyes to two New Yorkers. <laughs> Ikea, he died. And he gave his eye, he gave the gift of sight to two New Yorkers, which means there's two people who have Jerry Orbach's eyes. I don't know how to feel about you knowing that bit so well. I watch John Mulaney a lot. I can probably say it word for word. He's hosting SNL on the 31st. So the day after this episode comes out. Will it be anything like Bill Burr, though? Well, no, because he's very different. I know. He is he's a lot safer. You know, for for being someone that used to do a lot of drugs, he is a lot safer comedian than Bilber. Yeah. It's because he knows how to get a, an audience. They both like cater to very specific demographics. Uh John Mulaney likes to cater to the people who need a Brian Regan replacement so they can make their animaniacs. Animaniacs? No, that's a cartoon show. Animatics. So uh, you know those YouTube videos where they take audio from some comedian's performance and then put like their cringy OCs over it, or Undertale yeah. characters, or people do that with Joe Rogan. People with, do like, that with podcast. anything, but like these these certain people though is like they're made for that. Like I remember Brian Regan had a whole bunch of comedy shows and stuff. People would use those all the time for those. It's the same thing, but now with John Mulaney, because he's just such a sweet and innocent boy. Clearly, he reflects these other people's ideas. Yes. All right, so uh, that's the show for this week. Oh, Oh, yeah? Hold on. What's up? Haley just texted me. This is breaking news. Uh, She just said that Joe Rogan, Kyle Kalinske, and Alex Jones are doing an Election Day special. You're joking. Okay, I got I to gotta look this up. All right. I was just about to close this out. But now, something interesting has transpired. I'm watching a video on it right now. Um, and it's, it's just a couple minutes. I'm going to listen to it and then tell you about it. Do it. All right, I just finished the video. So Kyle Kalinske just uploaded basically his live reaction. Um, so... Joe Rogan, uh, Tim Dillon, and Kyle Kalinske were going to do a podcast on the day of, um, uh, on election day. They were going to do live coverage of the, uh, of, of uh, the election. And um, Joe Rogan actually just recorded an episode with Alex Jones and Tim Dillon today. And apparently Alex Jones just kind of invited himself onto the election day special. What? 
Yeah, so Kyle Kalinske just uploaded uh, his uh, reaction to hearing about that and, like, basically announcing it. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Um, that'll be that'll be something to see that that's that's must watch television right there i i would watch it but i don't know if i could survive that i know like yeah so we'll we'll have our reaction to that i guess after after that happens oh boy that is if this country is still still standing after the election hey oh Hey oh, hey oh! This con this country will will die if we if we if we elect bad man. Every everything will explode if we elect bad man. All right, so that's uh that's exciting news. Yes. So anyway, that's the show now. That that's the show. Um, that's all, folks. Get the fuck out of my house. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bold of You to Say. Um, if you like today's episode, be sure to like, subscribe, uh, share with a friend. Give me money. Yeah, we uh, donate to our uh, our donation page, which will be linked at the bottom of the description. You, know, I said you don't that. have to. You'll get nothing out of it, um, but it's there. Uh, it doesn't make economic sense to donate to us, just so you know. We don't offer anything full transparency i don't know uh, we don't offer anything but i can promise you you donate to us you'll get you'll get a warm feeling in your loins. you'll get a special thank you you'll get a i will pee in you. your pants for you i will make you pee your pants if you vote for us if you donate to us and if you vote and for that us is a promise I, yeah i will go to your house i will rip your pants off throw them on the ground piss on them and then throw them back at you and say, you're a, you're a dirty little boy, aren't you? Dirty boy. And then I'll go home. Now, if you disagreed with anything that we said in today's episode, you can leave a you're comment a if you're listening on YouTube. <laughs> uh, you can yell at us on social media. Our, all of our social media, our Twitter, Instagram, etc. will be linked down below in the description. Uh, subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. We're probably gonna review Borat too, so you keep an eye out for that. Oh, and to all the lovely ladies, I am I am still single. Please, for the love of God, help me. <laughs> all right, and uh, with that, this has been bold of you to say. I am Alex Myers. Remember, I still don't. The media I still don't know how to sign off yet. We need a catchphrase, Jared. We need to come up with a, a snappy catchphrase to sign the show off with. There are thermal nuclear grenades in the satchel headed underneath seat 11 on flight 1911. See, that's a little wordy. I don't know if we should go with that. They are rigged to explode on my mark. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank, you, Revolution. thank you, everyone, for listening. Good night, everybody. Good, good I love night you all. Or, or morning, whenever you're listening to this. You know what, you guys? Really, you're allowed to listen to it at whatever time of day no, you want. No, you have to listen to this in between the hours of 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Any other time, you will be shot on sight. This is an executive <laughs> order from my desk to your ears. What can I say? I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. I just enforce them. <laughs> Load <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> Now nah, watch it whenever you want. I don't give a shit. I love y'all. Night. Right. Morning. Fuck you. Good 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. Good tomorrow, citizen. <laughs> and we did it, Reddit. <laughs>